Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Pixel Swim podcast. This is the podcast where we take a dive into design and technology and where they meet and other little tidbits that I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. This will be released on Thursday, May 17th, 2018. Thank you for tuning in, <laughs> episode 17. So let's just start off with some weekly notes like usual. So yeah, last week I had my biggest guest yet on. No offense to Tom Stewart, he was a great guest too, but I had Ted Salmon on last week and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Ted for coming on and guesting and basically making it my most listened to episode yet, which I was not too surprised uh, about that because Ted doesn't guest apparently on many episodes of any podcasts ever. So <laughs> I think he said on Twitter that he was also on the All About Symbian podcast years ago before. And so, yeah, it's an honor to be Ted's second show that he's guested on. So, yeah, thanks again, Ted. It was a really great conversation. I really enjoyed that. So he was so accommodating. And <laughs> I mean, there was a few moments where it was kind of obvious that I was, you know, going off the rails as a host, at least in my head, it was obvious. And Ted is very gracious and, and kind of, you know, stepped up and, and provided some information <laughs> that I hadn't during the show. So thank you, Ted, for that. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Hopefully we can have Ted on again in the future. And just talk a little bit more. So I think it was great because we got to hear a little bit about Ted that you don't, he doesn't really post about or he doesn't really talk about in all the podcasts he's on. So, and, and I also wanted to mention that I do listen to all of the podcasts that Ted is on. I didn't mention that when I introed him last time. So just wanted to say that too. So yeah, uh, it was great and, and good good info from Ted. Yeah, I was hoping there wouldn't be a ton of crossover and I don't think that there was too much. So uh, thanks again to Ted for that. I also just want to thank Stu Miller on Google Plus this week for uh, sending some feedback to me to let me know that he has been listening since the beginning. So uh, <laughs> I was grateful for that. I was grateful to hear that. And uh, it's really nice that he was able to make it through those first few episodes. I did respond to him. Uh, he gave me some other feedback about testing out KeePass after I had talked about KeePass and also about him using any.do, so any do, which for his task management. So uh, thank you for that. He also said he enjoyed the red carpet episode with, with Ted Salmon last week. So yeah, I think a lot of people did. It was uh, It was great. So Thanks to Stu for reaching out. I know we have talked previously on Twitter, I think uh, a bunch of episodes ago, about low and mid-range devices. So he says he's interested in that. And yeah, you know, that's something that I really want to try and bring more of to the show is talking about low and mid-range like Android devices and Windows devices and, and stuff like that, because there are tons of podcasts that, that cover all the flagships and stuff. And, you know, I've really been into the low and the mid-range stuff because of financial reasons <laughs> that's initially I think why I got into it and but I've loved using them so it there's really been no reason <laughs> I've really seen no reason to spend that much money when I'm I'm getting more than I or not you know getting an adequate device and a low and a mid-range device so uh, don't have to shell out all the money and I just follow along with everybody as they 
get the flagships and, you know, just hope that those features will eventually come to a lower mid-range device, which they usually do, you know, in a couple years, <laughs> we'll see low and mid-range devices with the flagship features of today, you know, so I'm just waiting for that low to mid-range device with a notch and I just cannot wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, anyway. So thanks to Stu again for reaching out and thanks for listening since the beginning. And I know there's been a, there's been a few people who have and I'm grateful to you for that. So <laughs> like I said, when I started this, I, w- I didn't think anybody would tune in, you know, but it, it kind of blew up thanks to Steve Litchfield and, and Ted Salmon and the phone show community. So yeah, and blowing up is, a, <laughs> you know, it's a drop in the bucket compared to most podcasts. So I don't get it you know, a ton of listeners, but I'm grateful for everybody who who does tune in. So this week I also got the yellow Lumia 920 case in, the CC1043 case that Ted Salmon had sent over. I literally got it the day after that I recorded with Ted, so I couldn't thank him via voice, I guess, via conversation. Uh, I did uh, post it on Twitter and uh let Ted know that I got it, and it looks great. It's a great-looking case, and it fits perfectly just like I thought it would. So I was really happy to get that in and and try it out. So uh, with that said, I this last weekend, I you know I popped my SIM card into the Lumia 920, the yellow Lumia 920 with the yellow case on it, and tried to use it for the weekend. So, uh, you know, you can still download maps and offline maps and, and everything for it and it still does all the basics really well like calling and texting and navigation was just was great too I mean there's still traffic on there I know it's probably not as good as you know Google's traffic data but I was you know able to get around and, and drive around certain areas uh, my wife and I went out to see my mom for Mother's Day so we used it for that so and then there was other places after that that we had to go. So we used it to get there and everything worked great. So it was just, you know, almost just as good as as Google Maps as far as getting around. So there aren't a ton of new roads being built, I'm sure. I don't know. I think I think all the maps are up to date. So no worries there. But yeah, I was really impressed with it. The one thing that was a little lacking was the battery life on it. So I did have to plug it into the car about halfway home from our visit and so it was you know and it got pretty pretty warm due to the navigation and stuff like that which is to be expected you know and I but I have noticed that the 920 gets pretty warm when watching any sort of streaming streamed video content which it it's unfortunate because the battery tends to drop very quickly if you're watching YouTube because I've been using TubeCast on it which has a YouTube uh, client and it's really good. I mean, everything loads up very quickly and the the videos stream very quickly, but it tends to drain the battery quite a bit. So, you know, uh, any streaming, like I said, kind of depletes things right away. And I know the battery isn't exactly the newest. You know, this phone is from 2012, so uh, I'm sure there's somewhere on it. But yeah, I mean, it's quite noticeable because the phone gets you know really hot and. And the battery drains. So, but either way, it was really great to use it. It was super pocketable. You know, it was it was super responsive, and 
the Windows Phone 8.1 is was just was and it's, it's really still is a joy to use, even though there is some limitation with it. But aside from that, it's still, you know, you can easily get away with using it these days and having, you know, your vital information at hand. So and, and getting around and, and things like that. So also this week, I noticed that on my Windows 10 mobile devices, which I have two of them, I have the Alcatidal, ugh, <laughs> Alcatidal, <laughs> Alcatel Idol 4S with Windows 10 and the Lumia 950, Microsoft Lumia 950. And both of them have gotten updates recently. And I noticed that on my Wi-Fi network, they have an, there's an issue where, and it, it goes like this. So essentially I connect to the, to the Wi-Fi network and on the phone, I'll just say for one of them right now, but it happens with both is I connect to the Wi-Fi network. I, and everything looks good and it's, it's running, you know, and I'm using the phone and, and the Wi-Fi is up and running. And then I turn the screen off. And then very shortly after that, it disconnects from the Wi-Fi. And when I turn the screen back on, you can see that it is re then it, it then reconnects to the Wi-Fi. And it's a little bit intermittent, but for the most part, it happens almost every time where the screen is off, the Wi-Fi goes off. And so I've, I've tried changing every setting I can think of on the phone and that I can get into on the phone. So after trying all those settings, I went onto Twitter to ask Steve Litchfield if he had seen the same issue on any of his Windows 10 mobile devices after the latest updates, because that's when it started happening. So uh, he said that he had not, and that potentially it could be a router issue, which I wasn't even thinking that it could be. I thought it was a software issue, which I think it, it is in part, but that got me thinking about the router and the settings on the router and stuff like that. So... I started doing tests with the router. So, you know, obviously I rebooted the router. I tried using the 2 gigahertz band and the 4 gigahertz band. I connected it to the guest network on the router and, you know, to no avail. So what I did next was to kind of help pinpoint it is I took the my Lumia 950 with me to try and test it on a different Wi-Fi network uh, away from home. So... I did that and it had no issues. <laughs> so it was able to stay solidly connected uh, throughout the time that it was on the Wi-Fi network. And it was for you know a few hours that I, I tested it out. So it's definitely something with my router and the device that is not it's not liking when the, the device or the Lumia 950 goes to sleep. Well, when I turn the screen off, something gets thrown you know at the phone i'm guessing that disconnects it from the wi-fi so that's kind of where i'm at right now if anybody can give any sort of advice i might post this on the psc google plus community too to see if there are any settings potentially in the router that are making this happen kicking the, I'm, I'm guessing kicking the device off of the network when it goes to sleep but uh, like I said, it started happening on the latest uh, monthly updates of Windows 10 Mobile. So there's something in the software, there's something in the router, the both that that's you know there's some sort of cross up happening, kicking it off. It's really annoying because uh, you know obviously I don't want to be using my data in the background. I, I wanted to put my SIM back into the Lumia 950 for a little while. 
but because of this issue, I haven't been able to. So any insight anybody has on that would be great. Uh, like I said, I'll try and post that on the PSC community too. Also, after the last episode, I forgot to mention uh, Ahmed Bibars on the PSC community shared a video for the Canon T6i that I DSLR camera that I recently got for work that I have to learn. So he shared a really great video about getting started with the T6i. So it, it looks like a great overview. I watched the first about about the first 10 minutes of it and it looks ex like exactly what I need as far as getting started with the camera. So it's been uh, I appreciate that Ahmed for doing that and I'm really grateful for it because, you know, it's not always easy to find resources for this stuff, uh, even though I think it actually is. But, you know, sometimes you just don't have the time. That's what I mean is you don't necessarily always have the time to. So I appreciate Ahmed sharing that's a quick way to to get going with this camera. So thanks again for that. OK, so that was the notes for this week. And so I just want to go into a few, you know, a little bit longer uh, stories I guess you would call them weekly stories is what I've marked them here. So the first thing is that, you know, because I've have been having these weird Wi-Fi issues and and, you know, just the strange network issues with all these Android devices and and stuff like that. I don't know it. There's something it just has kind of brought me to the point where I kind of just want to <laughs> clean house a little bit on the devices I have. So I currently have. Let's see, six devices on hand, which is probably the most that I've ever had at once. And now, granted, all of these devices add up to about half the cost of a flagship uh, as far as cost of them. So I have the Moto E4 Plus, the Lumia 950, the Alcatel Idol 4S, the Moto G third generation, the LG Q6, and then the recently acquired Lumia 920 that I've talked about. I don't want to get rid of all of them. I want to keep the 920 and the 950 uh, for to have for an 8.1 device and a Windows 10 mobile device. And then that's, you know, everything else is kind of open to potentially be, you know, sold off. And because really what I kind of want to do is get a low to mid range device. Uh, a good new one. So I'm, you know, again, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to go over on this show uh, that I'm looking for a device. I'm, I feel like I'm always looking, but I'm kind of in clearinghouse mode where, you know, three or four of these devices I could sell right now and just to, you know, get some cash together to potentially buy a new one. But with that said, there's, I've actually, I mean, I have started looking uh, as of recent and mostly at the new Moto G6 line. So if you've seen that uh, in news, in the tech news recently, you've seen those devices, which <laughs> they just look, I, my first impression is that they're just like so oblong, you know, they're so, so tall and, and skinny or not so wide, you know, like it's like the same width, but they just keep making them taller. It kind of reminds me when the, uh, I think it was the, iPhone 5 came out and it was you know they added an basically it was a taller device and they added an extra row of icons and there was a lot of parodies after that of the of the iPhone you know the next version of the iPhone being <laughs> really tall you know adding three or four rows of icons with the same width you know and make, having this really tall ridiculous device the G6 line actually kind of makes me think of that a little bit um it's it's crazy to you know with their 
the 16.9 screens, I believe is what they are, but they just for some reason look a lot taller and longer than uh, other ones that I've seen. But uh, regardless, I have looked at that line and I think the one that I'm really looking at, uh, really the two, uh, is the Moto G6 Play, which has a 4000 milliamp hour battery on it. And that really intrigued me for a Moto G device, even though it really kind of matches very closely with the new Moto E5 Plus, which is the in you know the top in the E line. Uh, they are a little bit different. The Moto E5 Plus has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Uh, I know I already already have the Moto E4 Plus, but I'm um, not you know super. Even though I I kind of wanted to keep it on hand because of the battery life, I mean, looking at these new ones, uh, this would kind of have the same thing, but in a in a newer device. So yeah, anyway, the Moto G6 Play versus the Moto E5 Plus is kind of something that I've been looking at. The Moto G6 Play has a 5.7 inch screen, and the Moto E5 Plus has a 6 inch screen. So and they have slightly different processors too. I will post in the show notes the comparison between the two and it looks like the moto g6 play has the snapdragon 427 in it potentially the 430 i don't know there's a couple either way it's either either has the 427 or the 430 the snapdragon which i'm not adverse to you know uh i kind of potentially you know a 600 series is on the radar too obviously these don't have that but the Moto E5 Plus has the Snapdragon 425, so just a slightly older chipset. Uh, probably not a whole ton of difference, but either way, they both have big batteries. Obviously, the E5 Plus has the 5000 versus the 4000 on the G6 Play. So, you know, it, those are two that I've looked at that are not out yet. I, I think I just saw that variety, and you can now get the Moto E4, E5 Play. <laughs> it's so hard to keep all these straight. Um, the Moto E5 Play on Verizon now. So that's out for sale. But yeah, I, I you know, I've really enjoyed the Moto G line, and I'm kind of thinking of just getting back into that. So I've also kind of looked at the Moto G5 G5 plus so not the new G6 series but the the previous G5 series uh the plus model but the 64 gigabyte and 4 gig RAM model so that it's seemingly you can get a pretty good price on that now you know that the new models are going to be coming out I'm not sure it seems like I'm I'm going to have to wait either way so I'd either have to wait for the G6 uh series or line of phones to come out or uh, and and also have to wait for the G5 Plus to go down in price, at least the 64 gigabyte one. I think right now you can get the G5 Plus 64 uh, 4 gig version for $249, $249 in the U.S. And that's brand new, you know, right from Motorola. So actually, you know what? It's not right from Motorola. It's from, uh, you know, other other retail outlets have it official retail outlets i think motorola is still posting that version for 299 dollars on their website so i don't think i would go that (laughs) direction but i would definitely get the 64 4 gig just because it is 
you know, it's a little bit uh, future proof, I guess, even though updates are probably up in the air. It, I'm, there's potential. I haven't looked into it, but I think the Moto G5 Plus may get Oreo, but I don't know at this point. So either way, I'd like that bigger amount of storage and more RAM just to, you know, keep things running smoothly for longer, even though there's no replaceable battery on the G5 Plus. Uh, but there hasn't been a replaceable battery on the G series since I don't even know if the first gen had a replaceable battery, but I, I've had the in the past and why I'm kind of going towards the Moto G series again is that I had the Moto G second generation which is the first one that I got. And then I also had the Moto G third generation which uh, I've mentioned in the past on the show was my favorite device <laughs> of all time. So it's kind of like, why didn't I just go with that? You know, I just I feel like I've been exploring a little bit lately with LG devices and and things like that. So kind of starting to, you know, wanting to clear house and go back to, you know, what I know and what I, you know, like, <laughs> which is the Moto, the Moto G series. So yeah, potentially a Moto G5 Plus 64 gig version is is high on the radar. Uh, you know, if looking for a good deal on that, which I think it could. I don't know if it'll go down anymore once the G6 series is out, but I'm hoping for that. So it sounds like I'm gonna have to wait. But I did, you know, in I have looked at the Moto G4 Plus as well, which is the previous generation to the current generation, uh, the one that I haven't had because I had the second, the third. I did not go with the Fortune uh, Moto G. I think I simply didn't, and I, I was going to, but they upped the screen size to 5.5 inches. Uh, from five inches on the previous generation I was not at the time ready to go to a device that big I had tried a couple other devices that were that big you know that didn't necessarily you know weren't going for the smaller bezels at the time you know a few a few years ago so uh, but I have you know since since then though since that Moto G4 Plus was released a few years ago I've I've you know kind of come into accepting that uh, that size, that form factor a little bit more. So there's potential, you know, that uh, a Moto G4 Plus could be <laughs> a potential purchase, you know, especially because those are, you know, even better uh, as far as a deal right now. So and there is a 64 gigabyte version of the Moto G4 Plus. So if anybody has any qualms with that one, I don't know if anybody's ever had that one on hand. Uh, be curious, any feedback that you might have on that one. <laughs> and then going way out there, I have I even thought about just trying to find a new Moto G third gen phone, <laughs> which is probably crazy. Um, not exactly uh, ideal, I guess, but it, I'd like that phone so much that you know, it was it, it's crossed my mind several times to potentially just try and find a new one and just, you know, continue on with that, even though it's stuck on marshmallow and all that. Um, it, I don't think it, it didn't bother me, you know, when I was on it with marshmallow and nougat. And I believe Oreo even came out while I was still using the third gen on marshmallow. So, <laughs> yeah, the the OS, you know, it it worked well. So I, it wasn't a, a big issue. So the, I do, like I said, I have the, uh, the Moto G third gen right now. And the one that I bought a few years ago and used for a long time, but the battery is, you know, it's seeing <laughs> major performance issues. So 
but yeah, again, not off my radar, but they, it would take a lot for me to to do that. But who knows? You know, I go back and forth so much and all this stuff. And, you know, next week I may not even maybe like I'm keeping all of my devices, you know, and I'm just going to use what I have, you know, which I go, you know, I, it ebbs and it flows. And so we shall see. But that's kind of my where I'm at right now, I guess I should say, you know, I always want to provide an update on where I am with my my phone situation so I just you know I I look at the devices that I have and there's a lot of them right now you know and I'm not used to that so uh we'll see if I you know maybe post a few of them and and get some some money in and and buy a new one so as of right now I have my sim card in the LG Q6 again <laughs> I think the last I reported it was in the Moto E4 plus when the battery was great but I just wanted to you know I you just go I go between devices because there's things about them that I enjoy and then usually I run into the things that I don't enjoy and the sim card comes out and goes back into another device so that's another reason I think I really started wanted to start looking for a device because when I had when I was using the Moto G third gen I, the my sim card was in it and it didn't come out for almost a year so and other devices came in and out so that's kind of what I'm looking to try and do now again. So oh, fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so when I had Ted on, uh, he had mentioned <laughs> several times that he is deeply enthralled in the Google ecosystem. And then he kind of kicked the question back to me. And I mentioned uh, some of the subscriptions that my wife and I have, like Netflix and stuff like that. I think I accidentally said Amazon at one point. We do not have Amazon, uh, just correction. But either way, I wanted to talk a little bit about what my ecosystem, I guess you would say, as far as smartphones and and services go. And Stu actually mentioned this in the feedback that he sent over about how he's in the Google ecosystem. And so I just wanted to give a little bit of insight into where I am. So uh, for the past, I think, 10 years now, gosh, it's been so long, I've had a Gmail account. And so that's I would uh, I would say that I am in the Google ecosystem because all of my email goes through Gmail, all of my contacts and my calendar and a lot of my storage is in Google products so I guess you could it, it yeah I would say that I'm in the Google ecosystem I mean whenever I sync anything to any device it always all the data usually comes from Google so but with that said I've also tried to you know I also dip into Microsoft's ecosystem which is hard not to do if you're a Windows Phone fan so you know I've used Windows phones in the past so I try their services and I try all of that and I like Microsoft stuff uh, a few years ago okay here's a, a short <laughs> short story about trying to switch over to the Microsoft ecosystem a few years ago I was determined to do it because I was heavily into Windows Phone at that point I think I had the Lumia 640 at that point and I was loving that device I used that one for a while too uh, that was the one that I, the phone that I used before the Moto G third gen. So I used that one for a while, the the Lumia 640. And so I was determined to switch over to the Microsoft ecosystem for email, contacts, storage, everything. You know, I just wanted to make that my 
my ecosystem because I was on Windows Phone. And so I tried. I tried to do it. Uh, I set out to switch everything over. So at the time, Outlook.com, which is Microsoft's email online, had a tool to import all of your Gmail if you wanted to, you know, because obviously Microsoft is like, yeah, you want to switch? We're going to give you a tool to get away from Google. So I used the, their, their tool or a service online and, and pulled in all of my Gmail, all uh, at that point, eight years of email, and pulled it all over and got all my contacts loaded into Microsoft's, my Microsoft account. And I was that was the biggest, you know, hurdle as far as switching over. And I (laughs) it was probably about a week before I decided to go back to Google. I mean, obviously, I did not delete all of my Google email. I didn't delete all my Google contacts. I just, you know, loaded everything that I had into uh, Microsoft products aside from all the storage and stuff because at the time I think I didn't store a ton of stuff and so OneDrive wasn't too big of an issue uh, and I had already been backing everything all my photos and stuff up to OneDrive as well as Google Photos so I still do that I still back up my photos from my devices to both Google and OneDrive so anyway uh, yeah it was like a week because what happened was I was working uh, on a freelance project at the time, and I was using the Outlook.com online email, uh, the web email, and there was uh, issues with the way that the emails were rendering from the client. And so after a little bit of testing, I was able to determine that they came through fine in Gmail (laughs) and that they did not come through very well in Outlook.com. So this was not... It was not going to work, and so I basically deleted everything out of Outlook and, you know, got rid of, basically turned Outlook or reset Outlook back to where it was. You know, I pulled out all the the Google emails I had imported, and then I also deleted all the contacts and stuff like that. So I was just back, you know, in Google's ecosystem, and that was, like I said, it lasted about a week, and... I think now, though, I think now if I really wanted to go back, it would actually be a lot better because they've made a lot of improvements to Outlook.com and it it, it renders things a lot better and, and as it should, you know. But at the time, you know, it did, did not work and it, you know, it probably could have made it work if I had just stuck it out, you know, but I, you know, I didn't. And so... Going back to Google wasn't difficult, and I'm glad I kind of did because I wasn't big into using Google Docs and Sheets and stuff at the time, but now, you know, it's kind of this, you know, the standard that I use for sharing documents and, and creating, you know, backed up automatically saved spreadsheets and stuff like that for my freelance business. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think Google has their services down really well, so I still use OneDrive uh, quite a bit because I do have the one terabyte of storage from the Office 365 subscription. So I do have that yearly subscription to Office 365 for Microsoft Word and Outlook and PowerPoint and uh, Excel. Uh, I don't use Outlook. I just mentioned it because it's part of it. But uh, yeah, so I I do use that still 
because I do get a terabyte of storage, so it's hard to beat when if it comes with the subscription. I might as well use that for the bulk of my my online storage. But uh, with that said, this week I also heard that Google is changing their plans and pricing and and everything for their Google Drive storage, which will now be Google One. I guess they're changing the name of it for on the consumer side to Google One, and they'll have you know, more affordable pricing for online storage, which if that's the case, <laughs> I'm, you know, I might go with that because Google does a great job uh, with Google Drive and and the seamless ability to sync and share and, and all of that, you know, is that's very appealing. So and I think Ted and also Stu said that they, you know, they're kind of invested in Google and they, you know, they kind of or at least had said that, you know, he trusts Google with all of his data. You know, I, I'm not, I don't have that mindset. You know, I don't, I'm, it, it would be so much easier if I could, you know, but there's always something in my head that stops me, you know, from trusting any of these companies with any of my data. But, you know, it is something that you kind of have to give into, you know, in order to have a full on good experience, you know, a full experience with one of these, you know, service providers and Google probably does it the best out of all of them. So it's hard not to stick with Google and just, you know, essentially say, here's all my data, you know, here's everything. Here's my email. Here's my stuff that I want to store on Google Drive, you know, and here's all my, you know, go through all the music services and stuff like that and music and TV and video and, you know, like YouTube and, and everything. It's like just, you know, I trust you with my data. I'm just going to live in this ecosystem. So like I said, my mindset isn't quite <laughs> there, you know. So it's un- I don't know if it's unfortunate, but it would make it a lot easier if I could just feel that the same way where it's like, I you know, I'm just going to trust Google with all my data and just stick with them and their ecosystem because they've built up a really good one. So Okay, so thank you for tuning in again this week. Uh, I know it was just me this time, so I'm sure my listenership will drop off. But you know what? That's okay, because this is a good outlet for me. And I've really enjoyed uh, everybody who's followed along, feeding back, and uh, just keep the feedback coming. I love it. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. And tune in again next week for episode 18. And thank you for tuning in to episode 17 of the Pixel Swim podcast. So appreciate it as always. Have a great night or morning or afternoon or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed.